With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so today is August 9th, 2015. We've got a half an hour session with your feral cat friends. So oh, I, I know the question. Oh, go ahead. Um, I I thought I paid for an hour session, actually. Mm, let me take a look. It's possible I wrote it down incorrectly. Let me look here. Okay. I mean, I, I it came up on PayPal that I paid $140. You may have. Let me see. Okay, it looks like you booked for an hour, and I must have just written it wrong. So if you saw it as 140 I miswrote it down. But we're fine on time. That still works for my calendar. No worries. All okay. right. So who did you want to start with first? Well, actually, I, I want to talk to Charles first. Um, okay. Very good. I think so. the picture of him is just not very good. Oh, no worries. It's it's efficient and effective for this. No worries. All right. So Charles, please. It says, who are you? So I've got Karen here, and Karen has been feeding you on and off for a while. The lady who feeds, he says, yes, and he smiles. He knows you. And she has a question or two for you. Yeah. He says, okay. All right, so your question? The first question I want to ask him is, why does he hiss at me every time I put food out for him? Okay, so why do you hiss at her? You know, he says it's me being strong. It's me being a little defensive. There is some nervousness when you put that food down for him. And I see his reaction to the nervousness is to hiss. So it's his own insecurity, and therefore it's like his own expression of that insecurity. He truly doesn't see you as dangerous. He thinks you're a very nice person. The other cats have told me so. feels like he's seen you enough that, yes, you're right. One would think, a human would think at this point, I wouldn't be hissing. And yet, he says, I have trouble getting out of it. You know, if you were short like me, he says, I probably wouldn't be hissing. So <laughs> part of it is he's intimidated by the height that we humans uh, have. I see. Okay. I mean, the the impression I got was he wanted to make sure I understood that he didn't want me to touch him. <laughs> well, you're accurate in that, right? Yeah, he would be very, very extra nervous, above and beyond nervous, if you were to reach out and even try. He says he so wouldn't let you. He'd move out of yeah. the way like a squirrel scampering very quickly. Right. Okay, so the, on to the important thing that's happening now. So what I want him to understand is um, the people that live on that property, I, I've been told that they want me... Um, you know, as soon as possible, which it could be a while yet. They don't want me to come and feed my feed them there anymore. And I want to know what he wants to do, like if he wants me to help him find a home or if he wants me to, like it would involve trapping him and, and uh, taking him someplace else or, you know, just what, when I can't come anymore and I don't know when that would be, what does he, how does he want his life to be? Okay. Well, he would like it if you could continue to feed him. He's showing me an adjacent property. Is that an option, Karen? He says, well, just move the feeding station over. Call us to a new spot. We will come. Uh-huh. 
He tells me, too, the area that he's pointing out to me is what he would describe as um, a little bit of a wild area. I don't see a house. I don't see what you and I would call a neighborhood or a development. Um, it's a little wild area. I see brush. I see, you know, grass. You know, things like that are growing without human entanglement. I don't know if I could get that to work or not. I mean, I've thought about it. The thing is... Um, uh, the road I have to come down is a private road, and even if I move them up the road, I mean the the thing is is they don't want my cat um, on their property anymore. I mean there's there's only a, a a couple that live on the property, but they're having a issue with it, and um, and even if I move them up the road, they would still see me feeding the cats on the road there. And and I don't know and I don't know if I could get that to work or not. I mean, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so let me see what he says. He says I understand your position. He says, well, my preference is that I would like to continue to be fed by you by someone. Um, you understand that would require moving, maybe being trapped if she was to relocate you to a place where she could feed you. He is showing me balking at the idea of a trap. He shows me himself backing up. That would scare the bejeepers out of me. Um, better not do the trap idea is what he says. Okay. Any other ideas then, Charles? He says I'm willing to relocate. I'm willing to move. I do have a smooth little life carved out here. People don't, people, excuse me, animals don't attack me. He's referring to the other ferals. He feels like he's got his own little niche area, even though he does mm, keep himself a little bit separate back. So could you shift over enough, far enough away? He says he thinks there's another property. Um, he calls it a property, but again, it feels more like a wide space. This would be maybe a quarter mile down the road. He says towards mm-hmm. the mountains, so in that direction. If you have mountains uh-huh. on the particular island you're at, um, yes. And he's also saying that way, it's really technically outside my territory, but mm-hmm. he feels like he could nudge over, and that you could telepath or set up even an energetic beacon of where that new feeding station is. Uh, he knows that. Well, he seems to think that you wouldn't want to go far off the road. You wouldn't want to be walking into the wild wildness, the wilderness. Um, too far off the road, and he's okay with that idea. I do see you and recognize you when you come, and I would recognize you again. So he's offering that as another suggestion, which he thinks is far enough to please the people who don't mm-hmm. want them in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and what if I can't figure anything out at all so that I can keep feeding him? He says, then I guess, and he shows me himself pulling out his, uh, as if he was wearing pants with pockets that are empty, pulling out empty pockets. I guess I'm on my own, he says. No food, no change, <laughs> no change. No change is about, no, no, he can't buy food himself, knows he can't get it himself. So right. there another idea, would you want them to be? If, if she can't help you do these ideas you're offering, would you then want to be trapped versus her not coming at all anymore? No trap, he says. So you'd be honest. He said no. You would, yeah, he says no he trap. No, no trap. trap. So I just want to be clear, Charles, that would mean potentially that you'd be then on your own to, you know, just figure out life and food on your own without Karen's assistance. He says, I understand what it means. 
He says, I know life can be hard for us sometimes. Thank God for the temperature, he says, that it's consistent. He likes the temperature of where he lives. Um, mm-hmm. He says, I can always catch wild things. I have done that in the past. And he mm-hmm. tells me he's physically strong enough in age and in body to hunt again. And he does do it on the off days or the long time frames when he doesn't see you. Okay. Well, I, I feed him every day. Um, so, this uh, might have been in the past when you went away. Oh, well, when I go away, I always have somebody there to feed him. Or maybe before he met me or something, before he found me. Hmm. I don't know. Wait. Well, okay. Then, um, I mean, I will do my best uh, to keep feeding him. Um, but, but anyway, okay, well, it sounds like um, that's Charles's choice. He doesn't want me to physically move him anywhere. So, okay. Um, yeah. uh, the, I, I feel... You could always you could always just make an announcement to the group because animals just like people change their minds. In this case, it doesn't feel like you will, but you could always say, "Hey guys, I'm putting out a trap. Whoever is willing to move to a new relocation feeding area or whatever it is you're offering them, make that yeah. telepathic or a verbal out loud announcement if they're right there in the physical, and just let them know they can help themselves by going in the cage." Okay, yeah, I I will do that. Of course, I am um, just uh, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted him to know what's happening. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I honestly don't know how this is going to play out. But anyway, okay, well, um, does Charles have anything else he wants to say to me? He just says thank you for your time commitment to us. He does value and appreciate you. He says, I know my hissy face doesn't demonstrate that, but I am grateful for the food. Okay. Uh, thank you, All Charles. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thank you. I really like that. It it does confuse me that he hisses at me. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. and he's a real beautiful cat. He, yeah, he's he's pretty to look at, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right, who um, next? Okay, so let's do Lissy. Liss, uh, yeah, uh, Slick. Let's do Slick next. Okay. Um, so Slick, sixty-eight years old, gray cat. All right. So you think about him. It's a her. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's a her. Okay. Yeah, I know that doesn't, it's not a her name, but. No worries. <laughs> anyway. All right, you think of her, picture her in your mind so I can glean that. All right, look, okay. please. Okay. All right, I've got her and your question. So it's the same as for Charles. Uh, she doesn't like to be touched, um, and she, um, I just want her to know what's happening and if I have to, uh, if I can't feed them anymore there, does she want me to try and move her somewhere, or what would she like? Okay, so let me fill her in because it doesn't feel like she's in the know completely. So it's like the people who Karen has been feeding you on the property have declined to have Karen continue at some point no longer feeding all of you, which means they just don't want the cats, you guys, on the property. So Karen has to be respectful of that. And Karen doesn't know what to do at this point and wants to know what your interest level is, if you want her to trap you and replace her or rehome, or if you have any suggestions for yourself. She says, I greatly appreciate you. She tells me she's very nice to you, cordial in her approach towards you. Um, Yeah, she does. You took care of my baby. You watched after him. And I just see you doing it with your eyes. Um, That was, of course, when her baby was younger. Okay, so she has gratitude there. 
she says, I really want to, and she shows me an image just sitting by you and asks, what does this mean? You really want to what? Uh, she wants to stay with you, connected to you physically in your presence. Okay, and you get, are you, are you telling me that would be after being separated or no longer being fed, at least on this pro- property? She says, yes, yeah, she'd like to follow you. Okay, so if Karen can shift the food feeding station a quarter of a mile or someplace where she can beam out the information to you and where that is, would that interest you? She says, yes. Now, she is very tied to the land, by the way, mm-hmm. of where she's at right now, very connected. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much like she's carved a niche and feels safe there. It's just she's been there for so long is how she puts it, that she feels almost like a grandma to the land, even though she doesn't come across to me as like the oldest, oldest, um, being, you know, cat on the premises, and yet she's very connected. She um, feels very safe away from those people, doesn't feel they're going to create any harm. Do you want, would you want to be trapped by Karen and taken elsewhere, like rehomed or a new feeding place? She says, possibly. I'd have to think about that one. She thinks Slick would not go with her. When I ask, is that a problem for you? No, she says, it's not. She says, he's not as brave as I am. Who are we talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. We are talking with Slick, aren't we? Okay. Yeah. Has Slick ever had babies that you're aware of? No, she got fixed when she... Maybe Lissy came in. Um, Lissy is Slick's mother. Uh, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Let me see. Truth Universe. Am I talking to Slick? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, we were talking with Lizzie. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, ask, is Lissy still alive? Lissy, are you still alive? She says, connected to the land, and then she shows me her body laying on the ground. Are you in the physical at this time? She says she is, but she's on the outskirts, it feels like, of the vicinity where you feed. She's in a separate realm, as she describes it. Okay, let me ask you again. Do you still hunger these days? Are you in your body? Do you hunger? Uh, Lissy says, I feed myself. Okay, you are eating. She says, I nourish my body. Yes. Um, she's in a different territory, zoning is how she puts it. Where yes. you feed is zone one. There's zone two, which, with, which actually contains a fewer batch of cats, um, and she's part of that zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does, does someone else feed her? Does someone does else she? feed you? Uh, no. There, now, there is a, she describes it as a farmhouse, um, where somebody occasionally has, it's random though, food out there, and I'm also seeing a bowl of what looks to me like milk, um, that she has swiped when nobody's looking and eaten mm-hmm. and drank some of that. However, it's not purposely put out for her. feels like mm-hmm. it's put out for the resident cat, um, who she tells me she's very polite with, but she's still on the, mm, she's under the radar, it feels like, mm-hmm. of the people who are putting the food bowl out. Okay. okay. Yeah, so it yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so we have been talking to Lissy all this time. Yes, now. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I thought of Lissy first, and then I went to Slick, so I confused you. Oh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> all right, so Lissy, you're clear, though, about the happenings that I described. I heard it all, she says. I still don't think Slick will go with you, she says. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to ask her ourselves, yeah. too, but... Um, Anything you want, 
Karen to do for you? I understand you're in a different zone, but do you want anything of Karen at this time, Lucy? No, she says, no, thank you. Um, she's catering to her own life, tells me she's doing her own thing. Thanks you for what you did in the past. Um, you fed her at a time when she was near starving, very thin, and needed extra nutrition. She mm-hmm. has gratitude for you for that. Mm. She just yeah, says, I've well, made a comeback in the world, and my strength has gained. I'm great mm. now. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I've been con- she, I haven't seen her for a couple of months now, but I was gone for a month for one thing. But you know, people were feeding there at the at the spot. But, but she's had a hard time with Charles. Charles has kept her runoff, is what I am, what it looks like to me. And, okay. Um, did Charles influence your changing of zone? She says he did. So mm-hmm. she just. Mm, she's non-confrontational is what she tells me. She really doesn't like confrontation. It was yeah. easier to leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. Charles, Charles is kind of a bully sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like it sounds like Lissy is taking care of herself and I don't need to worry about her. She's happy she the way she is. taking care of herself. Yeah, she's content. I do, I do miss her. She's one that would let me pet her, but... Um, I don't want her to, I want her to be comfortable and happy with her life. So. She says, no, that I am. I'm, I'm, yes, she's carving her own niche out in the world. She's very content with her life. Uh, and mm-hmm. she's got a good shelter spot as well, she wants you to know, away from rain. Oh, good. Yay. Okay. Yeah, that was a concern for me. I, it always felt like she had to walk a long way before to get to me. And then if it was raining, she would just be soaked when she got there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Right. Okay, well, I feel complete with that. Then you want to uh, go for a slick now? Yes. Okay. So slick, please. Daughter of Lissy. Slick. Okay. All right, so she's here. Um, you've seen her, though, right? You've seen uh, yeah, her. Yeah, she comes, she comes in. Uh, come, she's always there. <laughs> always okay. There. She appreciates the food you bring her. Now, she is aware of the changes because it feels like you've attempted to explain this. And she just I, says, I get it. And she's showing me having wanting nothing to do whatsoever with the people since they're not wanted. Now, Kat, she says, have lived on that property for a long time. She doesn't know what their beef is, but she doesn't need it explained either. She's just like, she thinks it's an interesting and or strange thing that they are... Hmm, not wanting them around. As far as, so what can Karen offer you that you would like, she wants to know. You know, she says, I really want to stay here. She says, my mom's not too far away. We run into each other now and then. She says, I too am connected to the land in a different way than mom. She refers to her her mom almost as a grandmother of the land. Okay, Mm -hmm. and you are, she says, well, I was born here, raised here. Uh, she says, I don't, it, this isn't about me needing to be close to mom. Now, she will, if she was to get hungry, Slick will travel for food, but she doesn't want to travel far. Um, she actually comes across as very strong in her body and very adept and highly skilled at catching prey. Birds, small birds is also what she shows me. Mm-hmm. Um, she does like the easy life of cat food. Would you want her to trap you in order to rehome you or put you at a new feeding station she says absolutely not 
My okay. plant, my feet are planted here to the ground. She shows me little roots in the ground. Um, you know, it's like somebody would have to literally come in and rip, slip, flick from the land and then forcibly take her, which is not, of course, her desire. Um, she is firmly planted. She, quite frankly, finds it still bizarre that they don't want her on the land, and yet she's like, well, I've been here, and she's kind of going to override their desire, and it feels yeah. like continue to do what she wants to do. I know I'm a cat with my own mind. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about Charles and Slick and Lissy is they don't actually live on the property that is in question. Um, they, they come in from down the road to, okay. to eat. And, and so uh, I can understand why they're a bit confused about that. But they're okay where they are. It's just that I can't come to that feeding station anymore. Or, you know, after a while I won't be able to. Anyway, okay, well, I feel complete about Slick. And okay. um, tell Slick, tell, uh, I, I do appreciate that Slick lets me pet her once in a while now. <laughs> she says we're friends, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> All right, and who next? Okay. All right. Um, let's see. So the next person, um, yeah, I guess we've done three. So let's let's do um, uh, Jack. Jack. All right, and Jack is definitely on the land of these people. Yes, he lives. Jack and the next two, Jack and Lily, they live on the property. Okay. Okay. Very good. So Jack sparkles. Jack, please. Okay, so Jack, I've got Karen here. Okay, he comes through a little distant, and she wants to know, do you have an understanding that the people whose property you have been on for quite a while, they are not wanting Karen to come and feed anymore at that location. They actually prefer the cats not be on the land, including yourself. He says, I do understand that. I get that from them. They're yucky. He says they're yucky about our cat feces. He thinks they don't, they think the cats are dirty somehow. Um, And so he's picked that up from them. And it quite quite frankly doesn't face him one way or another what these people think. So Karen's wanting to know what she can offer you since she may in the future be potentially unable to come and feed you anymore, hence leaving you on your own. He says, take me with you. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that, Jack, what are you actually envisioning? What would that look like? So we're all on the same page. Well, he does show me himself in a trap, which makes him nervous. But he also comes across as um, open, friendly to you. Uh, mm-hmm. And he just says, "I well, he's getting to that age in his body where he is feeling some feels like his, uh, I don't want to call it arthritis because it's much, much lighter than that. It's not that severe at this point. But he can feel his bones and joints changing. And there's a feeling like he wants less of a hard or challenging life at this mm-hmm. point. So he can still hunt, he says. Um, so if you were to, if she was to offer you a trap where you could go in on your own and she would come get you, would you want her to, what would be your options, Karen? Rehome him to the wild again and just new feeding station or? I don't know, honestly. I, I'll, give, I'll, read, um, I'll give you the options that I've thought of as possibilities. Um, what would be my ideal thing would be able to bring him to the property where I live, but I don't think my landlord's going to allow that. I've asked before and he said no. I haven't asked him in the last few days, but... 
Anyway, uh, then uh, the ne- another option would be uh, if I can find him a home with someone else that he could be their pet, and then he would not see me anymore, uh, or just you know like occasionally I, I would come and check on him, but um, then he would yeah he could be somebody else's pet if I could find him someone that wanted him. Um, I mean, uh, the and another option would be uh, if I could find a place to put him and probably would be like him and Lily together somewhere um, where I could come, or, you know, in a different location where I could come and see them. I have a possible um, location that might work, but, you know, they'd have to make a place for themselves and there would probably be other feral cats they'd have to deal with and get to know um, to be it to be wherever I lo- relocated them if I was still going to come and feed them. So, um, okay. and then the other, yeah, the other option is going to the Humane Society. You know, then that would be like the end of his life. Okay, gotcha. All right, so Jack, with those options, what do you want? What would you want for yourself? Well, he's very interested in the option of getting rehomed to another feeding station, a feeding lot, as he calls it, despite other cats being there, in a nice locality, ideally away from cars and traffic so that he can, you know, wilderness for him is his place to de-stress. He enjoys the wild. So that would be ideal as far as environment goes. Okay, is there another option? You know, it's interesting. He says, I think I could maybe adapt to being a garden cat. This would be like somebody's outdoor, I use the word companion or pet lightly because he never considers himself a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody's like outdoor cat where they, they, you know, home bases outside the house. They provide shelter for him, but he gets to roam freely. Right. Uh, again, he shows me in a quiet type of area, not really even a neighborhood, kind of like a house out in the country or the wild. Uh-huh. So that is an interest. As far as any idea on entertaining the idea, or excuse me, um, yeah, Jack, of being an indoor cat, he says, no, I'd cry. I'd go crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Indoor, outdoor, maybe. If he ever got comfortable enough being somebody's outdoor cat friend, it feels like he may, as his years go on, choose to come inside. Mm-hmm. As far yeah, as okay. humane society for the end of, you know, your life, he's not done with his life yet. No, thanks. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and so he definitely does not want me to just leave him there. Just take me with you. I want to follow you. I want to go with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Okay, well, um, I guess that's pretty good for Jackson. I got All right. Thank you, Jack. So no, then there's... The... All right, and then that... what you said? Yeah. Was Jack finished telling me any, everything? He was. Yep. He was, okay. Okay, so then there's Lily. And All right. I think picture Lily, first please. Pretty white cat, Lily. The first thing I'd like to ask Lily is where on the property does she stay? When she, you know, there's you know, this little area that is outside, okay, maybe feet away from a small building. 
Uh, she doesn't stay on the outside of the building, or it's certainly not the inside of this building, human building. However, there is a there's a bush. Feels like there's a tree. So she hangs out there. It's her hangout spot. It's her lookout spot. So she spends an awful lot of time bedding down there. That's one of two places. There's a second place. Is it after something that's near a stream or a river? I see a little rivulet of water, very small, thin, may not be more than a runoff of water. Mm -hmm. But there's an area near there as well that feels like that's away from the people's property, at least in her mind. Mm -hmm. Is um, is the the first area she described? Is it up near where the people live in that big house? Okay, gotcha. She says, yes, but I don't let them see me too much. Um, it feels So she keeps showing me a small building. This may be a shed. It's yeah. smaller than a garage. Yeah, I, I know the shed she's talking about. Okay. So is, it, is it a rock pile that she lives in? Do you, oh, okay. Do you live in a rock pile? Um, she does say, yes, you found me out. But she also is showing me, associated with this rock pile, this image of a board, a plank of wood, um, and she gets underneath there to get out of the rain. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Her her body, you know, she's white, and her, her body is always really clean, but her head looks dirty often. And if it's been raining, her head will be wetter than the rest of her body. So I wondered if her place is not quite big enough for something. <laughs> um, it is very tight. She has to squeeze in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do see her head sticking out a bit. Um, and not yeah. only that, when the rainwater hits the ground, it splashes up and it feels like the, the mud will splash uh-huh. upon her head. Yes. It doesn't bother her. Yeah, right. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, um, and it is... Um, I mean, what what I want to understand is how close it is to the big house where she, you know, where the people live that don't want her around. Okay, so the people don't want you around. So where are you spending, you know, a good majority of your rest time, your your shelter time, relative to their property? She feels like you wouldn't be imposing by looking around for her mm-hmm. near the rock pile. Yes, and also to the right of it. Okay, to the right of it. I am not there, so I don't know left, right. Um, yeah, is she? She says if you're she, in the rock pile, there's some bushes that are further out away from the rock pile that grow. She says you can look for me near the bushes. Mm-hmm. Is she near the um, mango trees? Are you near the mango trees, the trees that grow mango fruit? She says not far from that, so yes, yeah, she is near that. Yeah which she feels is in the vicinity of, again, what she's been describing. Right, right, okay. Okay, Um, I I wanted to ask her, since she's up that way, um, the cat Delilah that lives at the big house that the people like, um, she knows that cat, right? Delilah, what color is her? Do you know? Delilah is, um, I think, I haven't seen her for a long time, but I think she's like kind of brownish tabby, gray, brownish gray tabby. Gotcha. Okay, so the cat named Delilah who lives at that house that the people like. Okay, she's, do you know of this cat? Yes, yeah, she does. They've had encounters. So, yeah. They have encounters, yeah. And um, are there, 
the the people on the property, part of the issue why they don't want my cats there is they say there's a lot of cat fights and Delilah gets beat up a lot. And does she know anything about that and who is beating up Delilah? Okay, sure. So let me see. Well, it's not Lily. It's not her, she says. She shows me a big male tom, gray uh, stripes. Well, there's one with stripes, so apparently there's, there's one that really pesters Delilah and makes that cat want to stay close to the vicinity of her home for safety reasons. Is this Charles by chance? She says no, but it looks similar to him. Uh-huh. Is there, Lily, do you have any say whatsoever to these other cats in asking them to totally leave alone Delilah? Because, gosh... Um, who knows, maybe the people would shift their opinion if everybody started leading their cat alone. She says, the big toms don't listen to me. Yeah. I'm too dangerous. There, there, there is a, a big, huge, I mean, a huge gray tomcat that comes every once in a while and wants food from me. I haven't seen him for a long time now. Um, he doesn't have stripes or anything. He's just all gray. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's him. Anyway. Uh, the one she's thinking of, Lily, do you have an awareness? And if that's one of the cats that gives Delilah a hard time? She says, nah, that cat travels a lot. Not him. Mm-hmm. One like him. It is a big calm. does feel like it's an unneutered male cat who's doing right. territorial stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, Delilah is fixed. She's a fixed female. But anyway, so, okay, well, then I don't nothing to do about that, I guess. Okay. So, unless I, unless we could, I, you think we could talk to that Tom and ask him to leave Delilah alone? Um, let me see if I can find him. Lily, can you think about the who you're thinking of, that Tom? She says I can. So let me see if I can reach him. All right, so I've got him. Okay, thank you. So Tom Cat, my name is Danielle, and I've got Karen, who's a human who feeds some of the cats at a feeding station, and the property that of a cat named Delilah who lives there, who's a, well, a cat who belongs to the people and they like her, the people say there's cat fights happening and attacks upon Delilah, who is their family member and friend, and they, of course, feel protective of her, and they are now wanting cats who are not Delilah removed from the property and no longer fed by Karen, and he says, that's not my problem. Okay, so are you creating a fight with Delilah? He says, I am patrolling. If she's in my way, I will chase her. I will attack her. He says, yes, if I can catch up with her. She does have hidey holes or safety nets where it feels like she can escape from him close to the property, so he doesn't always succeed in catching up with her with his nails. Do you, do you, can I offer you the idea, though, Tom, friend, that you could maybe own the territory, but in a way that does not provoke the people into not wanting you and the other cats there? Because this would affect you as well in them not wanting you there. He says, in what way? Well, they may they take do. extra action and trap you or... Yes. Yeah. Um, or harming you in your body, and then you would completely lose potentially everything or get very ill or at least not be leading the life you're wanting anymore. So now he's all ears, Karen, and he's listening. So if you could just leave Delilah alone, uh, leave her unharmed, do your territory patrolling, ideally out of the eyesight or at least not at all on the property of the humans. That way they can start thinking you're not there and it's no longer an issue. 
He says, make um, no harm to the female. Yes. Yes. He's thinking and about the, it. The female fixed anyway. Yeah, but he's not after mating. It's not, this is, this is territory. This is wild animals being wild animals. Okay. Yeah, nothing to do with she's female or fixed. He could care okay. less. Yeah. Right. Um, universe truth, anything else we can say to this, Tom? Just ask him if he'll be willing to go further out, reclaim territory in a new space. How about that, Tomcat? He says, well, I'm always wandering. That's why you don't see me much. He says, my space is wide and far. I conquer all. Okay, well, kindness and or ignoring and being away from their property, and especially Delilah, would be so greatly appreciated. It may dissipate the problem that Karen's in right now, somehow, with the other cats that she does feed. He says, I don't want to create feeding issues for my own kind. I just like to walk my own walk and go my own way. Um, no, we respect that. Um, it does feel like he's heard our request. He has just disconnected, Karen. Um, he uh-huh. hasn't given me an answer one way or the other on whether what he'll do, but he's yeah. heard it and he will consider. Okay, well, thank you. That was worth the whole $140. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Well, then um, back to Lily again. Um, So does Lily understand what's coming, that that unless something changes, that I'm not going to be able to feed her there anymore? Okay, do you understand this, Lily? Yes, she understands, and she says, no, do come. I'm very sad. She looks for you. Um, I know appreciates you. She seeks you out. She Again, she shows me herself being sweet, kind, and friendly as well. Oh, uh, yeah. She, she loves to be petted and she purrs. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if Karen can no longer come feed you anymore, then that would be, A, you'd be left on your own to fend for yourself. How do you feel about that scenario? Um, she says, I could do it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Is that what you want, though? Because what if Karen could offer you one of the other options previously mentioned, which might be mm, if she could find another feeding location somewhere, you would probably have to deal with other cats who are already inhabiting the area and or maybe being an outdoor cat somewhere that may or may not involve Karen herself, but somebody would feed you and you could still have the outdoor lifestyle or going to the Humane Society if you are ready to leave your body. She says, I don't want to be in a cage, she says, so definitely not the last option. She's very happy leading her life. She's a very peaceful individual. She prefers the middle option, which also is being somebody's outdoor cat. She's not so much interested, at least at this phase, in the idea of potentially being somebody's indoor-outdoor. So outdoor is more her um, preference. It feels like... She actually is one that you could, the energy reads that you could actually easily rehome um, to somebody in in an outdoor setting. Like she's somehow easier to place in that situation if it came to that. So she would um, accept, if I could find her a home to be somebody's outdoor kitty, she she would like that. She thinks she would, as long as there's plenty of space to roam. And she's actually very friendly, it feels like, with other cats. So she's got good cat etiquette skills. Nobody that's going to beat me up, she says. Um, and she's mm-hmm. referencing, you know, other cats outside the home. Right. The person owned more than one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, she's lightly considering that. And when I say considering, it's like, yeah, I think I could do that. 
Um, traps do scare her, but it feels like what? she's one that you could, if you had to, pick up and place into a crate. Yes. Jack and Lily, I can just put them in a kitty carrier. Okay. So that, that's not an issue. Um, gotcha. And so, uh, is Lily interested? Would she want to be relocated somewhere with Jack? Would that work for her? Okay. And, and I, if I could still come and feed them. Okay. She says, um, my preference is more the middle option. Okay, so if, if she can't provide that option you just told us she would prefer, um, what about, though, going to a different area where she could feed you and Jack together? What do you think of that? She says yes. She does refer to Jack as her friend. At one point he was her husband. Um, oh. Uh-huh. doesn't feel like they're in that relationship pattern anymore. Um, but she's known him for a long time. We're old friends. She thinks, yeah. yeah, it might be nice to go with him. She doesn't take care of him, and he doesn't take care of her, but they are acquaintances and friends. So there's mm, contentment from her towards him. Okay. How is it for her when Jack uh, jumps on her? Or, or she doesn't like that. He can be rude. She says, what's happening there is I got too close, or he felt I got too close in his circle, in his bubble of space, and she shows me him lashing out. She says, but I can sit anywhere and be peaceful with him. She says, that's his issue. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't hold I, I, it against him afterwards, though. It's like she shakes it off. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. She's really good. So. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, that's pretty... Um, I understand what um, Lily wants then. Um, All right. Thank you, Lily. Yeah, thank you, Lily. <clears throat> so that's the, the five cats that we that I, you know, have to deal with right now. Um, could we talk about a couple of cats that have just disappeared? Yeah. A, a year and a half ago? Yep, Henry uh, and Tiki. So which one first? Uh, Henry. All right. Any idea on how old he looked like or was? He was, um, yes, he, let's see, who's, who was his litter mate? I think all, well, Hen- Henry was probably um, eight years old. Okay. Yeah, eight or so. Great. All right, so you think of him, picture him. All right, Henry, please. All right, so he does say hello. Uh, it does not feel like he's on the earth plane anymore. Uh-huh. I didn't think Mm-mm. so. His body Cut. got sideswiped. It does feel like a vehicle accident. I see his oh. body on the road um, a while back. Caught me out of the blue, he says, which surprised the heck out of him because he shakes his head immediately after the impact and he was outside of his body. And he's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Um he had a buzzing sound in his ears for a time after. Oh, okay, while he was still. So he didn't get killed right away, um, uh-huh. but he was out of it the entire time. His body took about five minutes before he actually fully departed, hence the buzzing sound he heard. Something was off in my body. He says it's like I couldn't wake myself up. But uh-huh. then he transitioned. He uh-huh. tells me he's quite the spunky guy, quite uh-huh. um I just see him all over the place, here and there and everywhere. And he is, on the other side, quite content, but also the adventurous type, wandering. Mm-hmm. Is he going to incarnate again as a kitty? 
are you going to incarnate again as a cat? He says yes, but he thinks a couple years from now. Mm-hmm. He's going to leave the wildlife again, see if he can live a bit longer this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did did he know that I was feeding the cat? Did he die before I started feeding the cats outside the property there? Well, he actually feels like just after you started feeding the cats. Did um, he know I was there? Did you know she was there? He said he had an inkling, but he didn't head that direction. So it's like he knew of it, but he didn't go that way. And that uh-huh. was a choice. He could have chosen, but... He says, nah, wasn't my area. It's very interesting. He's also mentioning his own. Um, he says, okay, in reference to areas, zone or areas, he says this is different, he says, than the, the big tomcat, because now he's plucking that information from my brain. He can go back in the past and see what was just said. Um, he says that tomcat is just wandering, and that's territory in a physical way. He says, zone, he says, is more about energy work nurturing the earth, the earth nurturing us. I had a zone. Hmm. That's why one of the reasons why he didn't transfer over to the feeding station. I see. Well, he was one of the cats that I did relocate to that other place, um, you know, like whenever it was three years ago, and uh, and then they all walked back. Uh, but that that place, they all they had this lady had 150 cats already, so they couldn't didn't seem to be able to find a place in the, with those cats. Okay. And did you have a question for him around that, like why he didn't stay or? Um, yeah, well, I would like to know what happened uh, with them if, if he wants to tell me that. He just said it was already occupied, enough energy work was being done. He needed a little bit more space. And not only that, again, he comes through as the adventurous wandering type. Um, mm-hmm. This cat just had a desire to explore, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, he just says, Lily's the kind of cat that can hunker down and live in one spot contently for quite a period of time. Henry doesn't feel like that. He likes to see what's new around the other bend. Yeah. Curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all the years I was feeding him, which was five or six years on the property, uh, he never missed a meal. He was always right there. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought I thought he lived on the property when I was feeding them on the property before the, it got sold. But, you know, maybe not. Well, he says owning owning for him, mm, yeah, it feels like he traveled back mm-hmm. and forth here and there. He says, <laughs> the world is my oyster. Um, in other words, lots of opportunities were available uh-huh. to him. He doesn't resonate with the idea of him owning the space or like like that being his. A zone and ownership, he says, are two different things. Okay, because zone is more of a spiritual aspect of going where the earth calls one cat, what calls a cat, and oftentimes the zones don't change more than about once or twice for a single individual. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> thank you, Henry. I'm... Oh, does does Henry have any idea what happened to Big Red, his dad? Okay. So was this another reddish-orange cat then? Yeah, looked looked exactly like Henry, except uh, he had a little bit longer hair. Yeah, what happened to him? He says, that cat wandered off. Uh, Okay, that was the last time he saw him. He saw the the cat wandering away. Um, New territory, new space. He didn't see him after that. There was never another encounter after the dad left the scene. Um, He 
didn't know if his dad died. He didn't, quite honestly, he wasn't close to his dad. I get they right. knew of each other's blood relationship, but there wasn't a bond. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's interesting that, that he says that because when I was feeding them and everything was really good for everybody, there were three tomcats that were fixed, Henry and his dad and this other guy, um, a black tomcat. I can't remember his name now. Um, anyway, Busby, that was his name. And they seemed to take care of each other, look out for each other. But um, I don't know. Anyway, okay. So we'll, uh, yeah, thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry. All right, who next? Tiki? Uh, Tiki, yeah. All right, a black cat with half a tail. Okay, and... Yes. Okay. Tiki, please, do you think of him? All right, so Tiki waves hi, hello. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was always recognizable, he says. Yeah. All right, and your question. Is he still in body? Are you still in your physical form? Uh, Tiki says, no, left a while ago. He shows me hugging his stomach. Mm-hmm. He had some sort of discomfort and pain in his lower abdominal region. Uh, it's not a parasite. He calls it more virus in nature. Shows me no mm-hmm. bloody stools. Okay, so what happened? I got sick. He got sick. Okay. Mm-hmm. He he disappeared um, a long time before I had to stop feeding them. But he was one of our favorites. He, mm-hmm. we, you know, I could pet him and everything. I didn't like it that he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he just didn't live, according to him, a long enough life. Uh, yeah. I used to see him as an adult, and yet it wasn't very long in the cat age scheme of things is how he puts it. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably four or five years old. Okay. He has since reincarnated. Um, oh, he has. showing me that. He is now somebody's house pet. House oh. cat. Does he like that? Likes it very much. Um, he tells me I had to sample humans, and so I sampled them. <laughs> he sampled you guys um, in a kind of way where he wasn't always with you, and he discovered that, wow, this could be really nice. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the next lifetime, he chose to try it in all the way in being a domestic cat. It feels mm-hmm. like he's indoor only now. Wow, indoor only. Wow, that's that's big transition. He says, I made sure that I incarnated to a mom cat who was very, very comfortable in a house so I could glean from day one the comforts of home and like it as much as she liked and appreciated it. Oh, wow. Yay, Tiki. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that eases my mind. But Good. Anyway, um, well, let's see. There is one more little kitty that um, it's Jack's mom. If you, if we could talk to her, I didn't tell you anything about her because I didn't think we'd have time. That's okay. But, so go ahead uh, and describe her. Okay, she's uh, she's black like Jack uh, with the with the white spe- specks in her, and her face looks almost exactly like Jack's. The eyes are the same, but she's about um, three quarters of the size of Jack. She's a smallish cat. Okay. And, um, I just called her Mini Mom. <laughs> Mini Mom. Okay. And is she? Do you still see her? Do you know where she is, or is she lost I, to? 
um, she, I don't know, as far as I know, she's still around. Um, I have not seen her because I've been gone for a while. And, and she would come and go. Veda said he fed her a couple of times when I was gone. So she's probably still around. She lives on the property, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Okay. So let me call her in. I'm going to go through Jax since we can follow that energy line. So Jax, physical mom universe, please. Thank you. Called mini mom. Okay. So mini mom, please. She's very, very distant. Um, mini mom, my name is Danielle. I've got Karen here. She and others have fed you on and off when you have come to the feeding station. Are you still in the physical? Feels like she's not. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. She's not. She's very, very distant. I mean, Karen, you know, lost animals, whether they're in body or not, can be always a difficult thing to tell, but she's very, very dis- distant, more distant than any of the ones I've spoken with for you today. Hmm. Um, are you far away? from the feeding station. She laughs. She says, how much farther can you be except not having a body? She finds that <laughs> a joke. <laughs> okay. Um, she's, um, she's Slick's sister. That's how it is. And so she would be Lissy's daughter. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. She All died, right, well, huh? what's your question? She's quiet. Um, how did she die? How did you die? Again, she shows me herself wandering... I see her walking through, (laughs) she walks through to me the appearance of a jungle, she parts the leaves, she walks, she left. Okay, you left. Did you actually leave the scene physically or also via, well, did you leave it physically or are you still embodied? See, I'm not really clear on this one, even though she says that I'm not. What's around you? She says beauty. Okay, and so uh, do you feel hungry these days? No, she says. Do you ever feel hot, too hot, or too cold? No, you don't do that without a body, she says. All right. Hmm. And she, she just doesn't herself want... wandering away. And what happens <coughs> that? She just shows herself floating, her spirit floating out of her body. Hmm. That's interesting. <coughs> My um, impression of Minimum is, all the time I was feeding them, uh, she would come and eat for a couple of days, and then she would be gone for three or four days or a week. And I always thought she had someplace else that she was getting fed. And right. um, but uh, yeah, I never knew that. But so let's let's ask her. So the length of time where you wouldn't come to Karen's feeding station, where were you? Karen would be curious to know. She says, I, I did, I wandered. But she didn't wander for the sake of conquering like the tomcat, nor out of curiosity. It's like she had a, a plan, a plan, a goal to go. Where were you ending up? Uh, she does show me herself underneath somebody's porch, a human porch. Uh, okay, and any interaction with the people. She says, some, I would be their porch cat, where they'd look out of the sliding glass window and see her laying on the porch, sunning herself. Okay, I never went indoors, she says. Oh, no, never that. So did you have another place that you ate then aside from there? I had multiple. She says three. That was feeding station one of three. Now, granted, she would have to travel far ways between station number one and station number two. Number two was actually underneath a tree. 
what was underneath the tree. She shows me a bowl of food, dry cat food underneath a tree. Okay. That would be me. <laughs> okay. And station three was the porch image. Mm-hmm. So one of three. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, <sighs> okay. Well, it's, it's good to know, you know, what's what with them. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if you do end up seeing her in the physical because she seems to. Well, she's been giving the impression that she's gone, <laughs> gone, uh-huh. literally gone. Um, but by all means, keep your eyes open. Okay. So um, I, we only have a couple of minutes left. Is it possible we could uh, ask my kitty here at home? If, if, yeah. Uh, her name is Oreo, and she's. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at her right now. She's a. Um, What's it called? A tortoise shell kitty gotcha. with like black stripes. I've got her photo right here, so I'll set there. All right, so thank you, Minnie Mom. All right, so Oreo. Okay, I've got her. And your question? Um, just ask her if there's anything uh, she needs that she doesn't get from me. She says you've been doing a good job taking care of everyone. She says you need to sit down. Uh, okay, tell me more about that. She says, I do get everything that I need from you. She calls herself sweet with you, sweet individual. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, you take care of me. She does refer to you as mama. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it feels like she's getting all her needs met. But she looks at you and she says, sit down, mama. Why are you saying that? She says she needs to rest her feet. She really wants you to sit in a chair where you elevate your, your feet and your ankles. Um, in an up position, so you're literally relaxing your body because you've been on your feet all day is how she describes it. You're very busy on your feet. Yes, it's true. And, and I do get tired. Uh, my body is not real happy right now. So she, gotcha. she knows that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she does know that. Okay, so she's quiet again. Any other questions? Um, questions? No, I hadn't been think about that. I don't think we have time for that. But um, um, We're at 56 minutes as far as since the recording got started. So we've got a few. Oh. We've got four. Okay. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any questions that might uh, be... Let me just see what she wants to say to you, if anything. So how about that? Anything you want to tell your person or a message or any on any topic? She says, I, she shows herself drinking water, and she says, I'm getting enough water intake, Mom. I feel good in my body. Don't worry about me. She tells me I'm in my prime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she feels really good, in other words. That's another reason why she uses the prime reference. Okay. She tells me I'm very happy, and she shows me an image of looking at the outdoors, but to me it looks like it's through a screen. All right, and she says, the outdoors is my friend. It's my beauty. I feel like I live in a beauty parlor. In other words, the idea of a beautiful place and space. <laughs> um, you know, she says, for you, being at home, she feels it's very nurturing for you. It's like you, you put down your feet to rest them upon the ground in a sit position, and you feel like, oh, I'm home, and now I can relax. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, home welcomes you. She yeah. thinks that you, well, you appreciate and you you acknowledge that home for you is indeed nurturing. So she's just letting you know she knows that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the stove gets hot, she says, on one burner more so than another, and the wall behind it gets hot too. She wonders if you're aware of this. Oh. Um, uh, 
No. Okay, do you have a four-burner stove, Karen? I do. What she's showing me is the back right burner. Uh Um, She's showing me the wall behind the stove getting hot, whereas when the back left burner is on, the wall doesn't get hot behind there. Is there an awareness around the workings of the stove that you want her to know about? She doesn't think it's dangerous, and yet she doesn't think you quite know it creates a hot spot. And what she's showing me is an image of like as if um, paint got overly dry and it would peel. She's showing me that image as well. What is this about? She's just not sure if you know. Um, She thinks it only has to do with aesthetics of the wall. I don't know. I don't... Mostly I use the burners, the two burners away from the wall, which would be the the front, left, and rear. Okay. Uh, so how often is this a problem with the back wall then, Oreo, since she doesn't use that burner too much? She says just letting you know. So do you think oh. your person should keep <laughs> using the front too? She says if you don't want the back right wall to heat up, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Aria. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else for your person? She says you're sleeping quite well, and she's grateful for that. She's actually relieved for that that you're, as she calls it, finally sleeping well. Yes. Well, I when I just arrived back on the island on Tuesday, and it, the first few nights I I would sleep like an hour, hour and a half, and then I would wake up. And the, the, the last night I slept four or five hours before I woke up. <laughs> gotcha. Well, she's taking good care of you in her mind. Yeah, um, she does. It, it's so I'm, I'm so grateful that she cuddles up to me at night and sleeps right, right close to me. I, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. She says, like, we're friends, old friends, snuggling together. Yeah. She says, yeah. I'm definitely your girl, your companion, your friend. Uh, no, she's not lacking anything, Karen. She yeah. is very okay. balanced. You know, even well, with your, your being gone for a while and getting back Tuesday, she just took it all in stride. Very patient. Good, good. I, and um, if I would move, she would definitely want to move with me, right? Oh, yeah, she's your girl. She shows me herself packing up luggage and going with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. At some point, I will have to move away from this property because my landlord's going to sell it in a couple of years probably when he retires. So. Okay. She says, I will go with you. Okay, good. (laughs) Very good. All right, so we are at time, so I will thank her. (laughs) Very good. What a sweet girl. Very, very, I mean, sweet. I mean, I wouldn't even say nice. She's sweet. (laughs) Excellent. All right, Karen, so we are set for today. I will send you a link to the recording in 24 hours or less, so just check your email. Okay, thank you so much for helping me with this. Absolutely. All right. You take care. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.